Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Here's a brief but annoying message to let you know that you could have first heard this episode nine months ago if you were a subscriber to our Iron Filing Society Patreon offering. For the price of a pint and a St. Clements each month, you can get up to four episodes a week, nine months before the rest of the world gets them. Early access to regular episodes, lots of other marvellous benefits, and there's absolutely no adverts or brief but annoying messages like this that will get right on your ticks. Find out more and subscribe now at tftimemachine.com slash ironfilings. Here we go, here we go, here we go, here we go, this is it. This is Top Flight Time Machine, I am Andy Hotbody Dawson, pow, pow, pow. I'm Sam Nifty Delaney, so what? Welcome along, uh, once again we're in the history box, and uh, during this most corrupt of all World Cups, mm-hmm. we're uh, celebrating it by looking at the life and times and, and crimes. And the legacy <laughs> with, uh, yeah. of uh, Sepp Blatter. Of sexy set blatter. Um, Have you heard that Denmark are trying to um, quit FIFA? I, I heard someone was trying to quit FIFA. I wasn't sure who it was or why. I think I've said yeah. a number of times in the past in this podcast. I'm a big fan of the Danes and Denmark. You you rarely talk about anything else. Yeah, I fucking love Denmark. Yeah, love Danes. It's a great place. Yeah. I've but actually, having said that, I've only been there once which I've told you about when I went to that remote island and tricked my yeah. friend into feeding those sharks. But, yeah. but, but you know, there's something about them. I feel that they've made social democracy work there for many mm-hmm. years and they've been responsible for many other wonderful things, um, mm-hmm. not least in the field of design and, of course, some of the great football players that they've produced too. So, I, I, I think if the weather was better there, Oh, I'd be in Scandinavia yeah, by now. Absolutely right. It's a. It must well, be. It isn't, so Denmark not. would be the place to raise your kids, but it's even worse weather than here, so it's a no go. Yeah. But I did try to convince the family to come on a summer holiday in the Danish countryside last year. I found a wonderful sort of cabin in the woods on uh, somewhere like Airbnb, but they were right. like, "Fucking Fuck Denmark! Are you fucking uh, what, joking?" What's the what's the weather like? And you went, well, average temperature that time of year is twelve degrees. They were like, Fuck what about off. fucking Benidorm, you cunt? Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, fair enough. You go, pal. You go. We'll be in Benidorm. Yeah, exactly. Send us a postcard. It was, it was one of those. So that didn't work out. But I I love Denmark. You and dick. They usually stand up for what's right, and now they've gone. Do you know what? If we're not going to fucking stand up to FIFA, then who the fuck is? Obviously, they're trying to rope in their mates, the Swedes, who are also good. Yeah, I, just, I don't know what. Don't ask me why. I just slightly prefer the Danes to the Swedes, but they're mm. both bang at it, aren't they? Oh, um, totally. Yeah. Even though my best mate is Swedish, so he'd have the ump. But do you know what's even funnier about them? They don't even hate each other. I used to think, oh, I used to go. Big Derby, Sweden, Denmark, try to wind them up. And they'd be like, oh, yes, yeah. it's lovely to play our neighbours. 
we'll be threading daisies into each other's hair. Yeah, Super. and you're like, you silly bastards, you're supposed to fucking hate the country that's closest to mm. you. Why would you hate the country who is the closest to you? Surely you should love well, those who are brothers and neighbours. Yeah, it's, that's, that's literally what they're like. Mate, they, you're a good point, really. They support fucking Denmark. The Swedes support Denmark when they're not playing. It's at, they, well, This I, is I what we're this, dealing with, with the Scandies, mate. I was saying this to me Sunday the other day, because I was saying... England's not going to get you in this tournament. I says the French are the best team I've seen. Easily. Uh, let's support the French. They're our neighbours. And yeah. he was like, uh, what? You can't You're support the neighbours. No. What's interesting, though, to me is that up there in the northeast, your neighbours are actually, you're closer to Denmark than you are to France. I would say so, yeah. So people always go on about Britain and France being these, you know, France being our closest neighbours. But I've always found that strange because Denmark is right fucking there on your doorstep in Sunderland. Is it? Yeah, have a quick look. look. Look at the map. I'm going to have to have a look at the map here. Hold on a minute. I'll just type up. Uh, there in no Atlas. time. Type in how long does it take to get from Sunderland to Denmark? On foot. <laughs> yeah, and then compare it to how long it would take on foot Maps. to France. What am I comparing it to? The distance from your house to France and to Denmark. They don't have it as the crow flies thing. They on should Google do on Maps, Google Maps. Oh, you see, it's given me the option of, of going by car, which would take... Hey, it would only take 18 hours. What, to Denmark? But I'd have to go I through... I would have guessed much less. I'd have to go through the Netherlands and through Germany. Hang on. No, 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 no. Hang on a second. Cycling? No, wait a second. 73 hours. Air, air, air flight, five hours, 40 minutes. What? To Denmark? It's not... That's what it says here from, from Newcastle. Oh, there's a connecting stop. Yeah. See, this is no good. This doesn't give us it anything like... I'm looking at it now, mate. It's a straight line across the North Sea. Yeah. Sunderland to it's Denmark. It's about the same, I reckon. Right. To France. What you want to do is go into... I would say... <laughs> if you go in a straight line, straight across the sea, you will get first to a small peninsula. No, a small island called... S-Y-L-T. It's almost see it. directly across yeah. from Sunderland, mate. Is that where you went? No, my one's uh, not on that Have part you zoomed in sea. on it? It's got a really long sort of um, drooping cock. Yeah, it's a great... It's, it's, a, got a one it's an amazing-looking island. And that's the other yeah. thing. These Scandinavian islands are spellbinding, and no one talks about them. Everyone goes on about the old Caribbean, don't they? But just across the sea from Sunderland, you have got a fucking plethora, a network of wilderness islands with tremendous... Mm. Look at the... Look, if you zoom in on any of these islands, you'll see how much sandy beach there is. Look at... Yeah, but what's the weather like, have, have a look at Wadden Sea National Park, mate. It's just one massive fucking beach. Yeah, but... Yeah, no, what's I, the I know, like, I know, I know. You, you wouldn't go there for sun, but for beauty... Yes, you would go there because oh, so much. There's so much beauty in nature. Um, so much beauty, uh, more beauty you can fucking handle. Then you'd know what to fucking do with. Yeah. So you'd go blind. <laughs> yeah, it's um all the fucking beauty. What I'm what, what I'm saying is Denmark's a wonderful place. 
doesn't get the credit it deserves and Sweden also decent and they're thinking of forming a breakaway right so it's going to be like the darts or the boxing right yeah and someone's got to make a stand haven't they and apparently they've been on to the FA going, do you fancy joining up in this? We're thinking Northern in. European sort of thing. You're quite mm. near to us. After all, we are as close as the Corfies to Sunderland as is France. Yeah, listen, uh, uh, no, we understand what you're saying <laughs> and we do sympathise, but um, unfortunately, for various logistical reasons, it will not be possible for us to stop suckling at the teat of FIFA, despite your allegations of massive and rampant long-term corruption. I am sorry. <laughs> Joining a rival network with you and Sweden in which we compete every fucking year in a shit World Cup consisting of only three nations sounds a bit shit. And as much as with the FA, we do pride ourselves on our principles and our values... We are ultimately (laughs) driven by greed and money like every other con, apart from, it seems, the fucking Scandies, who are weirdos. So thanks, but no thanks. Up yours. Goodbye. I think that's probably the conversation with Sir John F.A. Yeah. Yeah, I can't see it. Maybe there'll just be a Scandy tournament and we'll, like, the the hipsters of this world will just, oh, Mm. like, you know, in in all those, like, the athletic will go, why the Scandian, Scandinavian Alternative World Cup is actually the best tournament in football. Here's 8,000 words on it. Here's yeah. 8,000 words by a guy. Yeah. While we're talking maps, I've got a massive bone to pick with the, the Atlas creators. Mm. Uh, I watched a documentary the other day, and it was talking about the, the, the ongoing uh, struggle between Russia and the United States. And we look mm. at the map, and we see the United States on the left-hand side. We see yeah. Russia on the right-hand side, and you say, how bad can it be? They're so far apart. Mm. West, but east then if you west. wrap the map around, yeah. they're right fucking next to each other. You look at it from another perspective, the United States, Alaska, and Russia, there's about three miles between them. They're really? right next to their neighbours. What, you can just jump straight across? You could fire a rocket, no problem? Wait there, I'll show you. I've got it on the screen now. Have a look at that. Oh, disaster! Oh yeah, Alaska. Yeah, yeah, disastrous. I mean, well, not just Alaska. Alaska's the bit that kind of touches it. Yeah, nibbles it almost. But look at that. That's Canada. Yeah, we got a real problem there. A real problem. I don't think anyone's been thinking about this until now. Well, I I tell you what makes me feel better because very often, you know. I think it was, wasn't it the the who said we are the 51st state? first state of the USA. Yeah. And yeah. and because and I think the Russians heard that song and they're like, this the the were big in the Soviet Union. They're like, yes, yeah. it's true. It's good mm-hmm. point. So I always thought they'll, if they want to start something with the West, they'll go, well, first we'll blow up Britain because that's a yeah. shot across the bows to America, the real enemy. And America will be a bit disappointed and it will show me mean business, but they won't be super fucked off because ultimately they're just their allies and they don't really give a shit about Britain. Um, and so I always thought, yeah, they'll do us first. Do you know mm. what I mean? As a warning, look, we've done Britain, you're next cunts because Britain is nearer because we're in the same continent. But now I'm thinking, no, it'd be easier for them well, to not. just drop a bomb on Alaska. Well, th- this is This is the thing. There's, there's like, um, 
you know, there's military bases all around Europe for mm. Britain and the USA, mm. uh, in Germany, places like that, yeah. because people have just looked at that conventional map and thought, oh, it'll all be played out from the east to the west on that map. Yeah. But when you fold it around, you see yeah. that Russia... They could quite easily just bomb the fuck out of each so other. So what you're saying is military intelligence, military intelligence across... The whole of the West, the United States, UK, and our other allies has just—they've been remiss when studying maps. Why what don't they've they, been doing is why don't they get a fucking globe? Well, I've, that's I've the got thing. A they globe. That's exactly what I was just about to say. They haven't got a globe. They've been doing planning their strategies on tables yeah. with the flat map yeah. that's got USA on the left, Russia on the right, massive Europe in between. And what they haven't realised is that they're just fucking next to each other. And if they had a globe, they'd know. I've got a globe. It's one of my favourite items. But I haven't got it. I have it on quite a high shelf. So I haven't mm. had it down in a while. When the kids were younger, I used to get it down and play. It's got a bulb in it. It's got nah. a light in it. Nah, nah, nah. All right. It's not a no, night globe. It's, it's pretty straightforward. Yeah, you can't, you can't look at it at night. You can only look at it in the day. But those <laughs> ones are cheaper. So <laughs> I said... Uh, so when we were ki- when the, the the kids were little, I'd say right, we'll pick the country, spin the fucking mm. globe, stop it randomly, spin the globe, cunts. This will shut you up, cunts. <laughs> this is what I used to do. It's quite a good thing to do with kids in the young. You go right, spin that fucking globe, right? And kids love spinning things. Spin, anyway, spin, 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 spin. Adults yeah. love spinning things, yeah. mate. You it's never grow kids. out of it. So you go spin, not. spin that globe, stop it at random, whatever mm. country your fingers on. Get that big fucking atlas down off the shelf, right? Oh, yeah. Look it up, right? Whatever country you fucking stop the globe on, look up the fucking country in that big book and write me down five fucking facts about it. Now, does this, leave Dad does in this peace for a bit. Does, it, does this all happen in your study? Sounds <laughs> like it might do. Yeah, it sort You've of got the goes down the, in the study. The, the encyclopedia. Well, or in those days, I didn't have the Vita Modular, but now we're talking about it, I'm thinking... Maybe the Vita Modular is the natural home for my globe. I might bring it over here later because it would look good. And what I might do as well is I might do, I promise this sort of thing a lot, but I've been thinking I need to do more video content for the Turbo subscribers. And I might do a globe. I might just do a globe spin later and stick we'll, it on we'll the do a live. We'll do a live video stream globe do you spin. Do you want to do some, do you want to do um, uh, a, st- a bit of video content called globe play? CFTM Globe Play with Glo- Sam and Andy, and yeah. we'll film it, and it'll be us yeah. just doing things with the globe, finding out information. Yeah. Like, well, we'll the- do that because we haven't done a live video stream this month because of the World Cup. So, we'll oh yeah, do okay. That of that. Well, maybe that maybe we'll stick a recording on, and maybe also I will start bringing the globe we'll along to our live streams. We'll do it live. We'll do it as part of the live stream. Okay. What we'll do is we'll do two in December. We'll mm. do a regular one. And we'll do a Christmas special, a Christmas party live video yeah. stream. And that could be Globe Play, but we'll have like Santa hats on. Yeah. And what we might do is at the beginning, we'll pick a, a, an audience member. Mm. I'll spin my globe. When the audience member says stop, I stop it with my finger. When mm. the, Wherever the finger lands, then that audience member has got till the end of the show to conjure up some interesting facts on the country. Yeah. Or their, or their subscription will be cancelled. Yes, correct. And they and banned. they have to be interesting, and we will be the judges. All five facts have to be interesting. It's just their peril. I like it. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> Jeopardy. And we also potentially lose some money. Can't wait for Globe Play. Quite, quite not so keen on that. I'm going to write it down now, right? Because I know what we're like. I've started keeping a note of things of we're going to do. Of our excellent ideas. Yeah. We've got, coming up soon, ladies and gentlemen, in 2023, we're going to have a history box deep dive into rabies. Oh, um, yeah. And I've also put on there that time John Noakes climbed Nelson Column. Oh yeah, that's definitely worth it. That should be worth that should be worth a look. Jalapeno. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over thirty thousand mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over six hundred dollars each week. You can also save up to one dollar off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Jalapeño. One of the most exciting days of my childhood was the day that we received um, an encyclopedia. Mm. We didn't own... I mean, this was a prop. This is a two-volume encyclopedia, and both volumes were big, fucking thick fuckers. And we didn't own a proper encyclopedia till that day. And I used to love just leafing through it randomly and looking at stuff. I mean, it was basically our internet. It was our internet. It was, because now you don't see encyclopedias. I don't think I've got one in the... Well, I've got the I'm Atlas. I'm going to get one. But it's, a, it's a sort of an Atlas Christmas. slash encyclopedia, because when you get to whatever country, most countries have a couple of large pages with various facts. Yeah. But an encyclopedia just basically had all human knowledge. Yeah. I had a small children's encyclopedia, which was easier for me to consume. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, if you were bored, you say I'll have a fucking fucking bored shitless here. Yeah, guess that encyclopedia. I'll have a fucking leaf through while Random I'm waiting for Greenfield to come on. While I'm waiting for dinner, yeah. I'll have a fucking leaf through see if I can find anything out that's worth knowing. And I think when the internet came along, we thought that's what it was going to be. We thought we'd get rid of our encyclopedias because that's all the internet would be about. And it's got this other information on it, uh, an information depository, and it, it's actually turned into an absolute sewer of haters mm, yeah um, it's i have noticed is this just is it my imagination or what but since old elon Musk took back over i feel like there's more kind of right-wing vitriol just appearing uninvited onto my timeline like the algorithm mm. is pushing it at me but i might just be being paranoid sure. i've certainly seen quite a lot of opinions that i think are a bit cunty which it sometimes know. upsets me um I've just got to say oh. something else. So this is this is an example of when Twitter is great and the internet is great. Yeah. One of our regular correspondents, um, a person called Spuds in Water, are you familiar with right. that Twitter handle? Um, yep. Sent yesterday, I don't know if you saw this, um, a fantastic link to a 1994 documentary called, um, it's called Three Salons by the Sea. Oh, is this the Blackpool thing? It's amazing. I've seen it. Yeah, I thought brilliant. he might have done. I thought yeah. he might have done. And but I like he sent it to me, and I was in an idle moment. I thought I'll have a fucking click on this, right? And mm. in the end, me and my missus ended up like watching practically the whole thing. Just like you know, I clicked it around for I'll give it a quick minute. But it is a wonderfully made documentary. In fact, I wanted to look up who made it, thinking I wonder what became of whoever directed this because it's um, it's a work of art, and it's just basically in and out of these three salons in Blackpool. Mm. 
in uh no, it was made in 1994 but really it could have been you could date it sort of easily any time between i would say 1940 and 1994 because yeah. the main thing about it is if you're a fan of old women and widows right yeah the, and just the the chitter chatter and gossip of everyday folk and um chiefly because their main topic of conversation is the various ailments of their husbands none of whom you ever see but they, they their husbands are all either dead or dying right and they talk about it very matter-of-factly right uh, oh yeah he had a straw we went to stay in our caravan and yeah, and I heard a noise. I thought, what's that? Well, I went to see him. He couldn't move. He'd had a stroke. So I co- I went, and they're just very, like, casual. So I went to the office and called an ambulance, you know. And he had two weeks in uh, Kendall Hospital in the Lake District. And then they transferred him. He's had 12 weeks here. And anyway, he can't move at all, which is a shame because he was a very active man. Oh, in his younger days, he was a very active man. And now he can't move, right? And they're all talking about their age of death. And there's one woman that basically what it is is, as I said to my to my missus, I said this was when old women were old women. This is when nanas yeah. were nanas. It's right? mainlining nan content, isn't it? And you Injected do not it get veins. it anymore. And it will make. I can tell you now, if you grew up as a kid in, in if you grew up in Britain any time mm. in the 20th century, right? It will make you nostalgic and sentimental, most likely, mm. right? Because these nanas are what I call every nana, right? Yeah. They are the way they dress, the way they, the things they speak about, um, the way they go about their business, their attitudes. It's wonderful. And what it is, is you haven't seen, I mean, obviously my grandmas, as I'm sure yours too, are long dead. But yeah. grandmas I'm in general, what I, what I said to my, my wife was, said, you just don't see old women as much like this anymore, Right. Like my mum and my mother-in-law, they're pretty modern women. Like, but they basically do not have white hair that's been backcombed and set, and they do not always wear those kind of house coats, right? And um, they're all wearing these sort of house coats, and I'm like, where did these old women get their stuff from, right? Because <laughs> they had stuff. Like my nan <laughs> had a house coat. She called it a house coat, right? And it was sort of made of like yeah. man-made fibre. And it looked a bit, it basically like, if you imagine these sort of like, almost like rain mats that the dinner ladies wore, right? Mm-hmm. But a lot of women, old women, would just wear those sort of all the time. So they're always ready to do some housework in it, right? Yeah. And I'm like, where did they get that? Because every fucking old woman had one. And yet I never saw them in the shops. And ditto a load of their other shit. All of their clothes, their shoes. Where did they get it all from? And my wife's closest guess, which is probably right, was British Home Stores, because that's where they sort of tended to hang out, wasn't it? Yeah. Um, they're house coats now, but they're just bringing up dressing gowns. Yeah, because now a lot of people call dressing gowns house coats, but to our nana's generation, house coats were these particular type of, I don't know, like gowns could you call they were like, them like, they were like a cheesecloth sort of <laughs> fabric <laughs> they usually had a collar and, and they, they had, had checks pop- on them didn't like, they yeah checks like and popper buttons squares the, the thing that you're most associated with is probably um dinner ladies but all old women yeah. had them and they had these little shoes and they had brown tights and mm. they had a variety of different sort of hair clips and hairpins and they were in and out of salons the whole fucking time right 
And my nan lived by the sea, right, down in near Margate in Kent. And it was so, remind me, although it was the other end of the country, similar sort of vibe, seaside town off season and little independent old women's shops. And she'd go in there and it was the same thing. They all referred to each other as Mrs. This or Mrs. That. However well they knew each other, it was like, hello, like my grandma, well, I won't say her name because that will give away my mother's maiden name and I already have given enough away enough data. But it would always be, hello, Mrs. So-and-so. Do you know what I mean? Everyone was Mrs. This or Mrs. That. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, this this documentary is it's absolutely beautiful. It's a thing of beauty. It's sentimental. I'm it grateful is, to yeah, Spud Zimmer for sending it to me. And he said, "Oh, this would be a good deep dive for you guys." But actually, you don't. There's not much. I mean, there are funny bits in it. Like one of the salon owners, who I think's got a bit of an edge to her. Right? She keeps a death list. Because at yes. first they're only talking about death. That's all they talk about. Oh, you know, so-and-so passed away last spring it was. Oh, it was so sad. But they all talk about it with a certain amount of relish, which, again, I remember my grandma and, like, her elderly cousins or, you know, sister, Ella, and all these people, they'd very often talk about death at length. But you could tell there was a slight amount of relish because I always thought it was like, they're dead and I'm not. ha. <laughs> Well, yeah, I've said before, my grandparents, whenever the local paper, the Sunland Echo, would come, they'd immediately turn to the classified section and immediately go to the deaths. Who's died? See who died. Who have we outlived? Yeah. Because it was a contest, right? Mm. And um, they'd often be talking about so-and-so's husbands died because it was always the husbands died quite a few years before the wives on the whole. You know, he died. You know, oh, Mm. she's on her own. No, he died. He died at Christmas. Oh, it was very sad. And... um, this woman who runs Dad, the salon, day. she's only- <laughs> very sad. But when they say very sad, you can just detect a tiny, like a tiny yeah. little, like at the corner of their mouth, a little <laughs> smile. <laughs> yeah. Right. Another one, but- another one we've outlived. Yeah. <laughs> very sad. Christmas Day. One of them, right? This oh, woman. Dramatic. She, 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 she says, well, and she's talking loads. And I swear to God, she is like a Caroline Ahern character. She sounds yeah. and even looks like Caroline Ahern, right? And she's going on about various deaths. And she gleefully informs an old woman about a customer she had who was only in her 40s who had died in her house. And you could tell she was so proud. She went, I was the one who found her. It was such, yeah, a, no. it was such a tragic way to go. And she went, oh, was it? And you can see the woman doesn't even half know who she's on about. She went, oh, was it? She went, oh, yeah. You know, she died on the toilet. My toilet. My toilet. <laughs> right? And you can tell she's, like, really proud. Like, yeah. Uh, I, yeah. No one can tell me anything about this death because I was fucking there. And she's yeah, like, exactly. and I, I found her. I found Not her on the toilet. My yeah. toilet. We were so sad. It was horrible. It was really horrible. And I'm thinking, yeah, right. So I mean, right, this woman, she's obsessed with death. And then she goes, now, what we started to do was, because I've got to say there's a lot of gossip and misinformation that goes around in this salon. So I started to make a note of every customer we'd had who died. So we've got the exact date right. Because if not, people get very muddled up, you know. So here it is here. I keep it in my appointments book. And it's a fucking long list. Yeah. Mrs. Smith, Mrs. Jones, Mrs. Clark, Dead. 14th of June, 1991. Dead! 15th of November, 1990. And she's like, and she, the reason she does it is she's she's basically is a death lampard because she objects to anyone coming in 
and getting the details of someone's death incorrect. She thinks that's not yeah. on. She's the death arbiter. Yeah. So She's the death encyclopedia. There are funny bits in it, but on the whole, it's not Diver War beyond this conversation we're having here, probably, because you wouldn't want to laugh too much at them because it's so sweet and it just it will make you think. I yeah. think that most people listening, if you look at it, if you grew up in the 20th century, if you came of age in the 20th century as opposed to the 21st, you will feel very sentimental for your nan. Unless, of yeah. course, your nan was a cunt and you hated her, in which case you'll be like, I don't feel sentimental. I feel fucking pleased that I don't have to deal with the racist nutter anymore. Yeah, but so luckily, all both my nans were all right. Yeah. Um, I mean, my, my Cockney nan was a bit racist, but only right. to a normal, like, yeah, sta- standard racism. My yeah. my Scouse nan was not at all racist. She was a Scouse, or she was very left wing. You see, in Liverpool, we've got this thing called left wing politics, which is like <laughs> normal politics, but it's much kinder. We invented it. <laughs> don't, I don't think you get it. The rest of the country, you don't get it anywhere else. That's why the rest of the country is so fuck like. But we've got this thing in Liverpool called compassion. <laughs> I think it was yeah. Silla Black who came up with it. That's why she... And that's how she, she came up with it on that programme, Surprise, Surprise, which was a Scouse programme. Full of and, compassion, that programme. And that, that was what and gave surprises. rise to what's known as the left. <laughs> <laughs> she even sang a song about it. Surprise, surprise. That was the first statement of intent to dismantle the capitalist state. Have you ever? You must have heard this, the phrase "surprise, surprise" before. You'll have heard magicians doing it. Well, <laughs> no one had ever said it before. Sellers did. Not twice in a row. You know, no. people say "surprise." Surprise. But she was the one who came up with the idea of saying it twice. Surprise, surprise. This. But that was just normal in Liverpool to sometimes repeat words that had power in them, because then it made it twice as powerful. You know. And uh, anyway, right, calm down. Calm down. It was it was it was the it was a shot across the bowels for modern capitalism. It was Silla who first actually came up with the idea of uh, reclaiming the means of production. <laughs> a lot of people tell <laughs> talk about Marx, but he wasn't even Scouse. Have you look at the dates? Silla was around before Marx was, and Engels. She was having it in the sixties, and he wasn't even born. <laughs> he ripped it all off. Uh, uh, so that's what I play it's part of BBC's brilliant archive section yeah, there's loads right. of good stuff in that um, I'd recommend if you're gonna if you're on a bit of a World Cup thing and you've got two matches and you've got an hour in between them Watch stick that. that on it'll calm you there's down nice it'll be more cleanser. interesting most of the fucking football yeah. you've had to sit through very true you're right the only um, interesting team to watch are France and that's because fucking mm. Mbappe's unreal so France are worth watching, but everything else has been a bit shit. Yeah. Um, I think it was, it was Danny Kelly that pointed out on Twitter last night during Spain versus Germany. Mm. Um, it only got interesting when they put some forwards on because yeah. forwards create goals and goals makes football good. It's yeah. not hard. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Absolutely right. Teams, teams, and this is what's been frustrating me with West Ham and, 
And actually, there are coach who fucking is basically the Svengali figure in David Moyes' life is also now the coach of England. So I'm sitting there watching us against America, Kane. Fucking, that's so boring. All the players are obsessed with is keeping their shape. So the only agenda yeah. is not giving chances away. It's not creating yeah. chances, right? Yeah. So it's all reactive, non-proactive. And I'm thinking, God, this is like watching West Ham this season. Then I fucking look at the bench. Who sat next to fucking Southgate? That's right, West Ham's fucking first team coach. Paul Nevin, his name is. (laughs) And we were playing exactly like West Ham. Oh, well, there you go then. (laughs) It all adds up. I'll tell you what, Southgate will be your next manager. Yeah, fucking... Well, I like... I know you don't like him, but I like the bloke. No, I don't like him at all. I think he's a fraud. (laughs) But, um... Anyway, that, that's the Sepp Blatter episode. Uh, didn't actually get to mention him this time, but we'll have no. another crack we got at it next week. we some cracking stuff, though. Yeah, we had a nice time, and that's the main thing. Yeah. And we've got, um, what's the, we've got Globe Play to look forward to out of it. Globe so. Play. Globe Play. <laughs> we'll do a song about that. Alex, D, if you're listening, knock us yeah. out a, gl- a Globe Play theme tune, will you? <laughs> <laughs> All right, thanks for listening, everybody. Goodbye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.